Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever it is you're coming from. Thanks for joining. I am super excited to be back with my next episode of Rewarding Conversations because I am here with a channel, to be perfectly frank, I have been trying to get on this podcast for a little while. Uh, and it's not like you all have been, uh, you know, avoiding me or dodging me, but we have a little bit of a time difference. So that that causes a little bit of a disruption because uh, Marta and Tosh are based in uh, London primarily. Not right now, not currently, but ba based in London primarily. Um, and they are of the uh, Instagram channel Breaking the Distance. So say hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. It's great to be here. And I'm amazed that we could actually get this organized finally. <laughs> Yeah. It, Hi, I'm I'm here. It's Martha. And this is great because, uh, you know, people out there won't be able to see, but we are actually doing this from three different locations because you two are not together either. So what's going on with that? Where where are each one of you at? Um. So I'll go for I am, <laughs> I am currently uh, in Holland, where I'm from. I'm Dutch, and I'm currently with my uh, family, who I haven't seen for six months. So congratulations! Yeah. It's amazing. That's to be awesome. Back. Thank I mean, you. for for most family, that's awesome. Like maybe not for all family, that's great to be around. But that's that's a different story. But what about you, Tosh? What about you? Uh, so while Samata is in Holland, I have popped down to Devon, to the West Country um, of England, and I'm also with my parents, um, just hanging out for a couple of days because we are obviously currently long distance again. Again, now let's right. Let's get into that right away, uh, because on your Instagram, which uh, you know, I'll obviously, you know, the links and description and all of that. Um, but I was immediately drawn to your Instagram. Um, I found you through. I believe it was Only Human, which is how I think I found like every other Instagram account I've talked to. I love Shep at Only Human. Human shout out to Shep. Um, but I, I found you all, and I immediately loved your page. I was immediately drawn. I your content is really great. Um, it seems honest and real, and but also like super positive, um, very supportive. Um, so I really really like your content, um, and it's pretty impressive. You have almost twenty eight thousand followers, which is like whoo, that's 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 getting up there. And I always point out the posts six hundred and sixty three posts, and the reason why I point that out is like that's a substantial amount of posts. Um, that's yeah. not like accidental, right? So I always like to get into how you post, why you post, you know, what, what does that look like for you all? But we'll, we'll first get into the, the LDR part of your, your description on your page, because um, it says former LDR couple. Um, and when I first saw that, I went, what does LDR mean? I don't, all right, let me Google that. And I Googled it. Now being in Cleveland, uh, you know, when you Google things, it search result a lot of times based around where you are. Well, what came up for LDR was not at all like what, what, what you're going through. It, it was talking about legislative things like <laughs> Louisiana directive of something. And I was like, I don't think this is what they're referring to. I don't want to assume, <laughs> but I don't think this is what they're referring to. Um, and then I was like, Oh, long distance relationship. Duh. Yeah. Okay. Adam, um, all those four years of college working for me. Um, <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about that. If you don't mind, because I do always like to say, you know, we can never really know where we are now until we know where we came from. So talk about that, that little bit of that background for you all, how, you know, how you met and w whatever it is you want to get into. Do you want to tell the how we met story, babe? Of course, it's my favorite part. Okay, so I just have to be clear about something. You're both have huge smiles on your faces right now. And I know the audience can't see that, but I've, I'm already loving this story. So anyway, go ahead. 
<laughs> okay, so two and a half years ago, January 2019, I traveled to Bali by myself and um, I was single and uh, I was uh, ready to mingle. I was hoping <laughs> you would say that. You said I was single and I was like, please say I was ready to mingle. <laughs> But I was also very much like, oh, it's going to be my trip. Just came out of a relationship. I'm going to travel alone. And um, then uh, on our f- on my first day arriving at a, s- a yoga and surf resort, uh, Tash was there. Oh, she and, was there. Uh, okay. She was there on the first day. And actually, sh- she just arrived from Thailand. Uh, so it was our first day together. Um, but she has been to the resort before. I was new to it. And then um, I actually fell in love straight away. It was it was very cheesy for what? me. Like I was like, oh, my God, this girl is awesome. And I was very attracted to her. And, yeah, after, like, a day or two, I found out that she was a lesbian. So I was like, oh, yeah, I also had an ex-girlfriend sort of, like, saying, okay, uh, you can be on my radar. You were just kind of putting that, throwing <laughs> that flag up. You were like, hey, Literally. just so you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Not so subtly. <laughs> Not at all. Very Dutch. And then after, um, yeah, we just were really good friends in the beginning and we were really getting along. And I guess, yeah, I think it was after five days our first kiss happened. And then it was another two weeks together. And that was it. It was signed, wow. sealed, delivered, um, which Aww. then I guess led to the long distance part, right? So yeah, we um were obviously in Bali at that time. Then I had to go home to the UK and eventually Marta to Holland. But we had already decided. In fact, when we said goodbye at the airport, I actually booked Marta a flight to the UK from Holland for wow. two weeks time so that we oh knew we'd see each other again. Um, and that basically was the beginning um i guess the rest is history in that way but yeah we were wow straight in it and we've never looked back since okay so i have a couple comments and thoughts now there this is a podcast so this is what i'm going to do i'm going to talk about this um what's really interesting number one that's awesome that's a great story that could be like a book in itself um but number one uh my wife and i very different but sort of similar um we met at a work conference um we were just randomly like like i was sitting with a bunch of people that i knew and she walked up to my table and said hey um you know you look like some interesting people can i sit down with you and that's how we met um you know and it was like it was that same thing that you talked about marta like she sat down we started and about five minutes into the conversation i went yep this is uh-huh her yeah her this is the oh, one i want I love um, that. and of course That's and of so course cute. i was thinking but she's not gonna feel the same way but like ding 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 mm-hmm. she did um and we talked for three days during the conference and this is something i want to get into in a question for you when that three days was over and she had to go back home and i had to go back home it was absolutely brutal um it was only three days and yet i knew I knew. Um, so talk to me about that. You're standing in the airport and you're about to go your separate ways. What is that feeling like for both of you? Like, is it as gut wrenching as I imagine it is when you're telling that story? Because to me, as you're telling that, I'm imagining you standing in the airport and it's just got to be the worst feeling of like, 
you know, like, what if I never see this person again? Or what if this just fizzles out? Or what if this? Or what if that? Or what if I can't afford to do this? And what if this goes wrong? Like, <laughs> was it just like nerves, I like crazy? Think, I think that it's a, it's a combination. Actually, there's a. I mean, we've also had an opportunity to experience standing in an airport saying goodbye to each other, yeah. like a hundred times since because of being long distance. But yeah. that very first time, which was yeah. why I booked the flight, I couldn't yeah. handle that being the last time we saw each other. So yeah. it was like, we have to make sure that we have a date that we'll see each other. And then all the other things came into play, right? So not in that immediate moment, but we booked the flight and we spoke every day whilst I was, you know, whilst we were separate. But actually that feeling of like, what if it fizzles out was actually that day that we were going to see each other again for the first time after two weeks, you're back home oh, yeah. in your own country. And then you're like, what if this was just a holiday romance? Yeah. Oh my gosh, what if I've like, this person's coming over and she gets here and what if it only really worked because we were in yeah. Bali? Yeah, what then... if it's weird, right? Like what if we're <laughs> we're not in vacation mindset anymore? Right? It's like, yeah, yeah. So so what was that like? Like when, when you did meet up again after that like two weeks, like what was that like for you two? Um, you know, as much as you want to talk about on a podcast, but what was, what was that feeling like of actually meeting up again? Like, I guess what I'm getting to is when did you kind of start to get into that mindset of like, Oh, this is, this could be a permanent thing. This is, or this is what I want for my life. Well, it's funny because when Tash left in Bali, um, I had that feeling like you described like, oh my God, is she's going to message? Is this yep, going to last? Yep. Like we were in paradise. So I had those doubts, but Tash was really forward and she was messaging me loads. We were like on the phone all the time. So by the time I went to London, I felt more secure. I was still very nervous, um, but I yeah I felt like that it was already a relationship and then on the airport um when I arrived Tash actually asked me if I wanted to be her girlfriend oh oh my That's gosh it was made official look at y'all being cute I love that <laughs> we're like a proper love actually movie. I know, I know right <laughs> um I mean that's our friends and stuff of you know a lot of our friends and stuff are like wow how you guys met at a conference and then you know you're long distance and then you know you made it work and then like I moved to be with my wife, like I moved to be with her. Um, and, you know, I went to a new place and everything I knew I left. And, uh, you know, it was really scary. And because it was like, well, if this doesn't work out, then like, like what, what happens next? You know, um, you know, mm -hmm. so it's kind of a scary thing. So, you know, you're, you're doing the long distance game for a while. Um, you know, when does that conversation come up about who's going to move where, what, what do logistics look like? How much is this going to cost? Like, am I going to be able to find a job? Like, was there those kind of logistical conversations? And at what point did that kind of come up and start to happen? I mean, they came up that first weekend that she came to London. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love that. that. You you two were just like, yeah. all right, how do we make this happen? Literally that. Yeah. And actually wow. what's I think we I think in hindsight, we were actually quite naive in how little we spoke about it, the actual logistics yeah. of it. Um yeah. also we Marta actually Marta's official moving day to the UK was um the 28th of December 2019 so like 11 months after we'd met and okay. then we went traveling for 10 weeks and then we arrived back the day that lockdown was announced in the UK for the pandemic no so, way 
we had been naive in terms of the logistics, but then also wow. it was compounded. Her move here was compounded by the fact of a pandemic, which obviously we all know how that two years has gone. Like so many things that you could not even begin to imagine being a challenge. And so, yeah, so, it was. Okay. Talk, yeah. talk about that compounding factor. Like you, you get together and you make this happen and you become like one, right? Like you're a relationship and then the pandemic happens and the lockdown happens. So you kind of go from like, look at this new, awesome kind of relationship to like, you are with each other 24 hours a day, every day, no break, like together. Did did that have like did did it make you I don't know almost lock into things even faster or make you like develop your relationship even quicker like what was that actual process like of kind of all in going into that because there's a difference between hey we're a couple and we're together and we can only be with each other <laughs> you know what I mean so like what was yes. what was that like for for the both of you babe well. Uh, yeah, after our move, we went traveling first for three months. So uh, that was amazing. And then when we came back, uh, the pandemic hit. So we were uh, locked in an apartment for 10 weeks. And that was super intense because yeah. not because I just moved. I didn't have a job. Yeah. I didn't have yeah. anything. And we spent all our money traveling. So and Tesh was depending on work. Uh, performing work which was all cancelled so we also had a big financial stress yeah. at the moment I also ha hadn't seen my family already for some time and it was not clear when I would go back to Holland and family means a lot to me so I get homesick quite fast but before because London and Amsterdam is honestly like a 30 minute flight and okay. Tash and I would see each other every two weeks or the train or so everything felt like, OK, I moved to London, but I can still go to Holland whenever I want to. Um, but that was not the case either. So for me, I, I, I really struggled. And that was also a strain on our relationship for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we we just and like you said, you get to know each other the the bad sides of each other yeah. like way quicker because it's just very stressful and, and a tiny apartment no garden could hardly go out yeah. so that was definitely our biggest relationship test but then i feel like we acknowledged at the time that we'd done every version or we've done in our two and a half years every configuration of a couple so we have done absolutely long distance we have done traveling and being like away together for a long time we've done lockdown a pandemic we've also done living with my parents for a month and living with Marta's parents like her mum for like four yeah. months so we've done and then we've also finally now done being a couple living in our normal apartment in London and both working and we've still managed to be a couple and You're be in love here. with each other and want to get married at the end of all of that so I feel like in hindsight it was preparing us for a whole level of connection, relationship, stamina and resilience that we never or a lot of couples don't actually go through. Certainly not in the first two and a half years. I think it's like yeah. 10 years down the line you get to that.
Yeah, I mean, it really seems like you've checked off so many relationship boxes that typically take, like you said, like a decade to cover, and you did it in like a few months, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then leading up to a year and then two years, and and you're still here, right? Like, you're still like, hey, let's do this. Yeah. Um, that's really incredible uh, to, you know, not in like a positive or negative way, just kind of incredible overall to go through that, you know, you meet each other, like, just... I'm thinking about this and just saying this out loud, right? You meet each other on a mutual vacation. You like totally fall for each other. You separate in an airport. You go, we're going to do this again in like a couple weeks. And you get back together and you're like, hey, I want to do this with you. And then long distance. And then you make it happen. Then a pandemic shuts you down. This is a book. This is a story. Like (laughs) When you read it off like that, I'm like, oh my God. That's what I'm saying. Like when you say this out loud, you're like, all right, when should we start writing this? Should we start doing it soon? Um, you know, but what's really interesting is I had actually met another couple, uh, that I had on my podcast, Raw Vegan Romance, and they had met during the pandemic. They, Mm. they got together during the pandemic and they talked to me about a lot of those strains as well of like, Hey, you know, we met during a pandemic. This is fun. And then it's like, you're thrown together all the time, constantly You're on top of each other. And it's like, wow, this is really going to test our relationship now. This is we're really going to see if we can be together and do this because right. we don't have any other choice. Like we have to do this yeah. now. Um, but that's really incredible that, you know, that kind of I don't want to say like a typical tale because this is not typical at all. But I think from the pandemic, there have been a lot of really interesting meat stories yeah. uh, where people have had to make a choice pretty quickly. Like, do I want to be with this person or not? Because if I do, I got to make some pretty heavy decisions. Yeah. Uh, you know, how much time I want to spend with this person and, you know, how much I really want to do this. So that's a pretty cool story. Um, getting into getting back to, I should say, your Instagram. Um, you know, I, I follow your channel. I follow your individual channels and you have, you have quite a bit of individual followers as well, which is really cool. But when it comes to your, your joint channel, a couple questions. Number one, how did you pick the name breaking the distance? Um, babe, do you want to say? <laughs> it's funny. Um, we have a, we had a playlist together and at some point I added loads of, uh, long distance relationship songs. Okay. And one of them is called breaking the distance and uh tash was just break like oh, it should be breaking it oh, break, break the, the distance. distance and then you were like it should be this one because it's like a really cute song as well yeah. it's literally like about our our love and then yeah it was that that's awesome um i because i'm always curious like how that how that stuff comes about like how do you choose a name you know for a channel but you know i guess you know sort of digressing slightly to, to pick a name, you have to decide you want to do it. What, what was that conversation? Like, why did you, why did you decide you wanted to do like a joint Instagram channel? What was the hope? What was the goal? Like, did it originally start of like, Hey, we just want to show the world that like we're in love and we're happy together. Or did you have a purpose? Did you say we want to, you know, we want to focus on something in particular or, or kind of what was that decision process? Well, to be honest, it initially started out as a way for us to stay connected like the things that you have in a relationship and obviously by this point very early on we were very serious and in an average relationship you either like you live in the same city you either work together or you're you're doing things together as a couple on a regular basis and we didn't really have that and we kind of started it as a way just to have a little project a fun little thing that we could do together simultaneously and also a record of our like journey I guess a um, bit of a photo, photo album. And then I guess the long-term sort of idea had been, well, it would be also be really cool when we're traveling again to share 
our travel journey as an LGBTQ couple to really be open and honest and share that, share our experience in countries because a lot of people have perceptions about certain countries and to be able to like, maybe we'll blog about places that we go, um, you know, and we'll yeah. let people know that this country's safe and this country we felt like this and that. But it was it was never to the extent of what it has transpired to become. And very early on, it was actually more than anything, it was the long distance element of it that really had people hooked. Um, okay because I always I yeah I wanted to ask like what did you think was the thing that started to to attract followers and that people really started to become interesting where it just became it went from like a couple's channel to like blowing up and getting to become this big thing so you think it was that long distance kind of aspect that traveling kind of yeah and we would do a thing that whenever we were meeting obviously it'd be we do a countdown with each post breaking the distance in x amount of days and then on the day we would both do stories at the same time and it was like that love actually moments that i'd be like at home getting in the car going to get from the airport meanwhile she's like at the train station and so people were just watching it (laughs) for that like movie romance moment at the end of it when you then finally see us reunited and then you'd see this like two three days of us enjoying our time together maybe we're going out in london or amsterdam and then you'd see the heartbreak of us again breaking apart and then surviving without each other and it was that for like 11 months on a cycle okay so once you write your book and it becomes a netflix film uh you're gonna have to (laughs) you're gonna have to let me know because um that sounds like something that's right up netflix's alley um yeah that's that's incredible and i think that's a really cool way to approach it because you know at the end of the day people love storytelling people love um you know, we get so wrapped up in our own worlds and all of that, but, you know, we also really love seeing what's going on in other people's worlds. So you, you really took people into your lives and gave mm. you a, gave them a glimpse of this is what a relationship is really like. These are the nerves and the, okay, like this is what I'm doing, getting ready the morning of, we're going to meet up again and all this kind of stuff. And, and then you give the payoff of like actually being together. And because a lot of times, like I, I will see people post things like, you know, I've seen long distance posts before and it's like, you know, they're hugging in like an airport or something. And then the next post comes like eight days later. Okay, we're leaving yeah. again. But you you actually showed people what it was like, like, you know, later that day or the next day, like, this is what we're doing. These are the places we're going. These are the things that we're doing. Um, so it's like really taking people through a story. You you were really storytelling with people. And I think people connect with that. They they like that to be able to kind of get a glimpse like into your into your lives. So um, you know, you're, you're doing that and you start to see followers going up and up and up, uh, then, you know, is there a decision process or a conversation about, you know, okay, do, should we start making certain kinds of posts or do, how often do we make posts? Do we kind of curate them ahead of time and say, well, we're going to go here and do this, or we're going to do that. Or do you still kind of do things off the cuff and just say like, Hey, let's, let's just take a picture here and post this, whatever kind of thing. Like, because I've met channels where it's like, oh yeah, now, you know, I, I have a week out planned. I know what I'm going to do on Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. And there are people that are like, no, it's just still like, oh, we're in this park. So let's take a picture. Um, so what is it like for the both of you in, in that process? I think definitely in the beginning, it was just like posting whenever we felt like it. Uh, but at some point, you know, Instagram algorithm 
it likes you to post. <laughs> so yeah. we were like, oh, it would be nice to almost post every day. But with stories, it's really different every time. Sometimes we feel like posting a lot and sometimes we just take a little break from it so it doesn't feel like this big pressure yeah um because we want it to be organic and we don't want it to be forced like oh we have to post um and we have to be fake because a few months ago we had a bit of like a hard time and then we didn't really feel like posting and then at some point we're like okay we can now we talked about it we can honest and be honest about this and share this um, because we don't want to be that couple who is just like saying that everything is all right all the time because that's just not life and that's not how relationships work. So we want to be authentic and, and real. Um, but in terms of posting, sometimes we are like a bit, um, we want to, for example, in Pride Month, we definitely have a message to share. Absolutely. And then we post yeah. things and we plan things with other people, uh, podcasts as well, blog posts and everything. And sometimes when we're really busy, it's just like, oh, what shall we do tonight? Maybe a nice travel picture. So, yeah, it really depends on the on the day and on the month. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, think, I think we're also driven actually by what we want to say. Like yeah. a lot of the posts that you'll read are actually very relevant to either that day or that week where we yeah. either seen something in in the media or we've been going through our own personal struggle and we decide that actually we think that this is something of value that we can share. And that was kind of that was I guess that was a shift moment as well um, with the account is we kind of just did it from the get go. We were really sort of open and honest Marta has a really good way about when she's writing blog posts like just really sharing her like thoughts and feelings and emotions and people really responded to it and said you know oh my gosh thank god I feel like this too and thank you so much yeah. for sharing that and so we just were like oh okay let's just keep being honest and ourselves and open and yeah and then that just seemed to work but it's just All literally right. us being us I, I love that. And, you know, I, I don't know the algorithms, you know, obviously, but I, I would say I think that is why it works, because your posts do come off as very authentic. They come off as very real. And one thing that Marta said that that I really connect with is I love when people post real things, not just, oh, life is so great and bubbly and happy all the time. Like things are hard. There are challenging things that come up. There are struggles there are arguments, there are disagreements, there are there are pushing and pulling and giving and taking. And um, you, you had one post in particular where you talked about, uh, I think it's one of your more recent posts where you talk about compromises. Um, and I think that was a really beautiful post um, when you talk about, you know, people making compromises because relationships are, are about that. You do have to make compromises. And after that honeymoon phase kind of goes away and then you get into the reality of things and, you know, there's a lot of give and take in relationships. And I feel like personally, that's how you really find out if a person is for you, if a partner is is for you, is when it comes to those kind of tough conversations that you can have. Um, so I really love, you know, the, the content that you all post. I think it seems very personal. And that is what people connect with. Uh, you know, we we all kind of, I don't know, it's sort of strange that I think we're almost societally trained to like avoid strangers. And we were talking about this a little before the recording, like to kind of ignore people and stuff. But I'm the kind of person where like, I'll get on a train or go into a coffee shop and I'll just strike up a conversation with somebody because, you know, you, you never know the person sitting next to you, you could have everything in common with, or 
the person sitting next to you, you could have nothing in common from, but you can learn so much from, uh, you know, so I think it's amazing to kind of see uh, an Instagram channel that seems very loving and very caring, um, but also very supportive of different groups and communities and very honest about what's going on in their lives. So kudos to both of you for kind of covering, you know, all the bases. And I think that's a huge reason why you have so many followers and people that, that really pay attention to, to what you post. Um, so uh, anything, anything coming up in the future post wise or, you know, uh, group wise or any, any particular groups that you're supportive of or that you're working with or any fun things coming up in the future that you, that you want to talk about? We actually, it's been quite quiet in terms of, I will, we've been in the midst of planning our big day. So that's kind of taken precedent um just in terms of planning there isn't so much we are getting back on the podcast we're being we're like drip feeding the podcast at the moment <laughs> and and blog posts but again that's the whole thing right is it's always come from an authentic place so sometimes we like schedule let's do a podcast and then it comes that time we're like what are we going to podcast about and we're like oh I don't really feel I don't really I know, know. Well, I'm going to talk about Believe right now. me, I know. Right? So, and obviously when it's between the two of us, and then it will just kind of be like, okay. And then there's other times we're like, oh my gosh, this happened. And we really need to talk about this. Like, so we try to kind of, in the same way, when you're healthy eating, listen to your body. We are kind of the same when yeah. it comes to breaking the distance. Um, like, listen to how we feel. Does it feel right for us? Like, yes, we have this amazing audience and community and followers, but that's not a detriment to ourselves yeah. and, and what's right for us. Um, yeah. So I guess I have to say like, watch this space with what's coming. next. <laughs> Tune in fun, <laughs> yeah. fun things to come. Um, no, that's awesome. Um, you know, I, like I said, I'm, I'm a fan. I, I've been a fan for a while and we've been trying to get this figured out, but with that good old fashioned five hour time difference, and then Martin, now you're on like a one hour time difference, yeah. right? From, from Tosh. So it's, we're in like a 35 hour time difference. It feels like, uh, so I greatly appreciate you both uh, scheduling this, but um, something else we talked about speaking of time distance is, you know, being in London, uh, my wife actually lived for a full year, um, her junior year of college, she lived in London. Uh, and she kind of traveled all over. Um, I think she went to school in Exeter. I think that's where she oh, actually went to college. No way. That's literally 30 minutes up the road from where I am right now. Yeah. So I also wanted to mention that because actually where you are right now, Tosh, like we stopped through, like we, we actually Aww. went there. So, um, yeah, uh, because she, she really is into, um, you know, um, history and, and she really likes that kind of calming vibe of things and kind of being in the countryside and she's a big reader and things like that. So we actually took a train and like traveled up like the, the West countryside, um, you know, and we went to a bunch of different places and, uh, and when we got to Exeter, it was really cool because she's like, this is where I went to school and this is a restaurant I used to eat at. And this is the first time I had like scones and clotted cream. Um, no, and I was me. like, and I was like, what is clotted cream? That sounds oh. gross. And she was like, you shut your mouth. Um, <laughs> and she took me to like a little cafe and she said like, this is the place that I first had it. And it was still there. Um, and I tried it and I was like, oh my God, this is so good. Um, that's, that's a whole other story though. But uh, we design like our trips. We try to, we try to vacation and trip as much as we can. Um, we're big believers in life should be lived, uh, you know, go different places and do different things. But the, so we spend our money on like travel and food. That's what we always joke. All of our money goes towards travel and food. So the first time 
we got like fresh made scones and clotted cream and like whatever their jam was that they had. I was just like, okay. And she was like, no, you have no idea what's about to happen. I was like, all right. Um, And she said to them, she's like, all right, I'm going to need more clotted cream. This is not enough. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. Um, And then I got to try it. And I was like, what is this delicious, delicious food? Uh, So it's uh, it's pretty cool. And and I love that you're like actually in an area that like I've been to. So that's neat. Um, So I'm in the home of clotted cream. Yeah, right. You're literally in the home of Claudia Cream. Um, so uh, let's talk about travel. Uh, where where have you two either been together or where do you hope to go? Some, do you have any kind of upcoming travel plans of places that you would like to go together? Well, there are actually two things in the pipeline. Um, one of my dreams is actually to travel to Mongolia with the Trans-Siberian Express and wow. go horse riding through Mongolia. <laughs> wow, that's a very a small you are, dream. <laughs> you are you are the first human that has ever said those words to me. So that's really cool. Um, where did that come from? Like, where where did that dream come from? How did that happen? <laughs> Well, I I love horses and um, I'm a big horse rider. So um, years ago, uh, someone who who I knew um, traveled to Mongolia and he told me that uh, they travel a lot by horse through the country. And as a traveler, you can actually do that too. And okay. I was like, okay, that's my dream country. I want, and then since then, it's been in my head. But it's it's a bit of, yeah, you have to organize it. And it's it's quite expensive as well. And uh, yeah, the Trans-Siberian Express just sounds amazing. Yeah, it uh, does. And, and uh, I, I, uh, Tash is actually learning how to ride. She's pretty good. Um, so Tosh, I was like, how, how do you feel about that? Do you feel I mean, pretty good? I, do you I feel rode, pretty good? I rode horses. I used to do horse riding lessons from like from age five till I was eleven. So like there is okay. a muscle memory for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously, I'm now thirty three. Um, so like, and also riding a horse through a forest. I almost did, in- <laughs> I almost did a spit take. I was drinking a sip of coffee, and you were like, "So it's muscle muscle memory," but I'm thirty three. <laughs> <laughs> like things things have changed a little right? bit <laughs> just a hint and like riding through a forest in holland is very different obviously to like riding on horseback with all your stuff through mongolia so yeah. i mean i'm i guess as prepared as i'll ever be right now. <laughs> riding through horseback in mongolia it doesn't sound like you could be much more prepared I it's know. like do you, do you know how to get, get on a on. horse and ride it and just go just, just go sit. that's it now you do know you what know to how do. To sit for several hours. That's all you need to do. Do you yeah. know how to sit down? You're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, I mastered sitting a few years okay. ago. I feel pretty comfortable with sitting. Literally well, that long. sounds like a fun. That sounds like a fun vacation. Yeah. Yeah, and then the other one. Do you want to tell the other one, babe? Um. Well, we are in the midst of well, attempting to plan a honeymoon, but who knows when or where that will be. Um. Who knows? Currently, so I mean, our real dream is to at some point go back to Bali when the restrictions lift for that country specifically. Um, it's where we met. It's where we fell in love. It's where we got engaged a year later. Um, so it holds a lot of memories for us. I, um, I was going to ask about that if there was a plan to go back to the place like that you yeah. actually met and everything. So yeah. real quick, engaged story. Um, how did that happen? Did you did you both have a feel like who who? proposed to who like how how did that all happen <laughs> okay. i need to hear this you mentioned it you set yourself up for it i need okay. to hear this 
so um, I propose first. <laughs> um, we, yeah, after a year, uh, we went back to Bali to the surfing yoga resort. So I was carrying a ring with me for already like six weeks or so uh, because I wanted to propose uh, there uh, on our anniversary day. And uh, But it rained that day and I actually wanted Naturally. to propose on the beach because the ocean is like our passion. So it was literally torrential rain and I was so nervous and I was like, okay, this is not possible. But I was very fortunate that we got like a really nice uh, room down the river and it had like a little terrace so um, we wouldn't get wet. And uh, before we went out for dinner, I set up the camera and I was like, babe, come quick picture before we go. And usually... I never set up anything. Tesh does everything when it comes to So that to immediately like... gave it away. I know. Well, I, was I was just like, like, this is just really weird. Why is she being all like... Why is she being techie all of a sudden? And right? <laughs> right? All of a sudden she knows how to use this? Okay. <laughs> you're setting yourself up because then she's like, oh, you can do it all the rest of the days now. And you're like, wait, no. I know, right? Um, but yeah, I was really nervous, but then, yeah, I mean, she said yes, and it was very romantic, and uh, yeah. It was perfect, it was just the two of us, instead of having an audience, which, as a performer, I thought I'd want an audience, I actually didn't, I didn't want an audience at all, and then it was almost six months later, almost to the day, we were back in Holland for Marta's birthday and spending time with her family, and we had a birthday celebration, which was actually a year ago yesterday, it was the 5th of September, and um similar thing family photo tradition for everybody to stand around and take a big family photo when we're all together and I told everybody that was happening and then I pulled the ring out and proposed in front of the family oh um, I mean that's that's kind of cool right like you <clears throat> one of the proposals was done you know just the two of you and kind of your where you met and everything. And one of the proposals was done around family and like, mm. you know, people that are close to you. So you yeah. kind of got, you kind of got both. You got the best to kind of both, which is really Literally. cool. Yeah. And, and you both said yes, which worked out nicely. Right. I mean, you I both were like, like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Oh, okay. That her first... <laughs> okay. Well, this story just got more interesting. I know. This just but got more interesting. I always said, I never want an audience when something like that happens. And then she was taking the picture and all of a sudden she was on her knees and my first reaction was nay which is Dutch <laughs> no for no but then so, I was like, so wait yeah. so wait she went to propose to you and you yelled no yeah that's it's what happened camera. actually yeah. what happened yes but it was more not nay to the question but more like the moment like I was like no. oh my god no uh, I and totally then... get that but visuals matter you yelled no <laughs> Right. <laughs> I Josh is like, see, see, he understands. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're I loved also her you can we posted the video of That's like so the cute. first proposal and her proposal speech for the first proposal was um Will you marry me? And then before I could answer, this isn't the real ring. The real ring's in in the UK. I didn't want to bring it traveling, so this is just a pretend ring, but I do have a real ring. And I was like Yes. <laughs> yes. Even though you just did that subplot explanation, I still say yes. 
It's like a little caveat um, to it. No, I, I totally get that. When I proposed to my wife, I did it in California. We were across country in California. We were on a beach. Um, and we were out there for like five days and I knew I was going to propose, but I didn't know how or where or when. And it just worked out on the beach. It was like sunset. It was really beautiful. Um, but I remember when I was going through the airport and everything, I, I had her actual ring and I was very nervous. Mm, I was like, yeah. I am going to lose this. Somebody's going to steal it or they're going to security's going to open my bag and be like, Hey, why do you have this ring? And I'm going to uh, be yeah, like, exactly. okay, well, I guess I'm proposing at the airport. Here we go. <laughs> um, so I totally get, like, I actually had thought about, like, do I bring, like, a different ring? Do I not actually bring the real? I, I had thought about that, too. So um, I, I weighed my options back and I forth. I mean, but... I'm really glad that you didn't bring the real ring. We had, like, been on boats in Thailand where, like, yeah. our backpack's yeah. being taken by somebody and, like, yeah. That would have yeah. just made you a mess if you had the, the real stress. ring. And, yeah, yeah, you would have been so... It just would have been like one of those. Uh, hey, so by the way, in case it gets lost, I wanted to ask you to marry me. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, just as a little side note, maybe you can do that. Um, that's really funny though. Um, but this is this is awesome. You you both are so easy to talk to, and you have such great personalities. Your Instagram account is phenomenal. Mm. Um, and I just I love I love the message that that you both put out there of, you know, love and acceptance and, um, you know, generosity and kindness, but also like honesty and straightforwardness. And this is what things are really like. And um, I, I just think you have a really, really awesome vibe of your account. And, you know, we were talking earlier, right, about like, sometimes you just meet people and you vibe. Well, sometimes you mm. look at Instagram accounts and you feel like you vibe with an account. Yeah. Um, and, and I looked at your account and that's what I felt like. And a lot of people that I follow and actually that follow me follow your account. So that's really oh. cool for me because it's nice to know that people that kind of like things that I'm doing also like things that you're doing. And that yeah. just kind of makes me feel more like, well, if I like their account so much and people like mine, I guess I'm doing something right, you know? Right. Um, so that's a really cool thing. But uh, you, you both are just super easy to talk to. And this has been a really fun conversation. Um, and I always like to end things with um, asking a little rapid fire Q&A. Um, so if that's cool with you two, I'm going to, we're going to do that now. Now you don't know the questions ahead of time. Like we nope. haven't talked about this at all. You can confirm, right? Yeah, I can confirm. I have no idea what uh, we're going to ask. Yes. Well, your, your face is definitely confirming right now, Tasha. <laughs> um, no, but this is, this is just, uh, something fun that I like to do. So, um, now that there's two of you, I'll ask, and then you can both just, you know, answer however. Uh, so question number one, uh, what is your favorite late night snack? Oh my God. Toast. Uh, cup of tea. And toast toast yeah you both you both are fans of toast oh yes. crumpets yeah crumpets okay if i would be rocking scones constantly it would be a problem <laughs> it would be a problem i do love them too <laughs> so so tea and toast yeah okay well i like that you both have a favorite late night snack so you're able to like sit down together and just make yeah. like the same snack right? and then yeah. all the time it's like i don't want, and then she's making it, and i'm like i don't want it and then i smell it and i'm like i have to have it <laughs> yeah okay what's really funny about that is you Marta, you were just like talking like normal you were like oh i don't want it and then you were like I have to have it. <laughs> you, you said it like a robot like you were just like Literally, oh no i don't i don't like. I don't need that. I don't need that. And then you smell it and you're like, all right, give that to me. Yeah. Um, that's so funny. Um, okay. So question two, now that we've talked about, you know, them a lot, um, I guess maybe besides the things that you talked about, any certain dream vacation or, you know, dream, you know, destination or anything that maybe down the road you, you both hope to do? Van life. Van life. This is literally in the 
Yeah, you want to do van life? In yeah. Europe, yeah. And what do you want to do? You just want to travel, like, all over Europe? Yeah. 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 And, okay, so the the way you both have said that and the way you kind of nodded your head, this has clearly been a conversation that you've had with each other. Um, this is, I will yeah. say that this is a conversation we've spoken more about van life than we have our wedding. Yeah. So that that's how much of a thing. I mean, that it, says a lot. That right? says a lot. So is is there a certain, like... Uh, you know goal attached to this of when you would like to make that happen ideally or have you not gotten that far yet oh we've definitely gone that far um realistically i mean do you want me to share the whole goal babe yeah i mean do we you're, you're like realistically week? next week we're doing this <laughs> and we're selling yes. everything and Re- we realistically <laughs> we're in a van right now <laughs> Yes, please. Yes, and we're getting tempted to, literally. But what we've spoken about is actually what we'd really love to do is when we start a family, um, when our first bubba is maybe like six to eight months old, actually selling everything up and then going as a new family and doing van life. Oh, my gosh. Um, That's actually the plan. That's amazing. Um, When I was growing up... um, dating myself i'm 35 uh but when i was growing up i feel like if i had heard somebody say i'm living a van life i would be like oh you can't afford an apartment or a home or whatever but now with social media and just the way the world works and everything i follow so many van life channels and i love them uh you know it it feels to me people that do van life and everything feel like very authentic people they feel like people that are just tired of society's rules of saying you have to do this and then you have to do this and then you have yeah. to do it. Um, and they're just like, you know what? How about I live life the way I want to? And how about yeah. I travel and we go places and we live life and we go on adventures and all that. So that's awesome. And just from our conversation today, I can definitely see both of you doing that <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> living that life. So that's awesome. Um, really, really good answer. So, okay. Question number three. What are things that make you sad? Injustice. The yeah. when I when I sometimes when I open up social media or the media in general and I just see yeah. like the sheer wave of yeah. I mean natural disasters make me sad but they're natural disasters right um in that sense but when I see just people just being so unfair and unjust to other people yeah. that inequality that makes me sad yeah um yeah and when we don't have any bread at home to make toast (laughs) i mean that's that's a really close number too i feel like for like when there's no bread there is some real sadness in your place (laughs) um all right question number three what makes you happy the person that I'm looking at on this screen right now. That's yes, Adam, you make me happy, but my I was going to say, I was like, happy. wow, that's so sweet. <laughs> We've only known each other for like a half hour and I make her that happy. That's really amazing. <laughs> I, I figured out who you were talking to pretty quickly. Yeah, for me, it's also family and traveling. Yeah, I love that. Um, last question. What advice would you give your younger self? Oh, oh. Wow, yeah. Um, don't take everything so seriously. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, you will get there. It feels like you're stuck at times and it feels really confusing and like you can't figure it out. 
but you will get there and everything will make sense and a pathway will open and it will be amazing. Just stick with it. That's awesome. Thank mm-hmm. you both so much. You okay. both rock. I don't oh. know you in person, but I think you <laughs> two are just phenomenal humans. And the way that you, you, you know, the the genuineness of, of both of you is really cool. It's always nice when I see a great Instagram channel or a YouTube channel or whatever, and then I meet people and then it's like genuinely real. It's like, oh, this is really who these people are. Yes. Um, and, and I just get that vibe that that is exactly who the two of you are, both separately and together. Mm. So thank you both for doing this so much. I really appreciate it. Thank this you. has been such a lovely conversation. Even at 7 a.m. for me, this has been a great <laughs> conversation. Oh, my God. Thank you so thank much you for having so us. so much for having yeah, us. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'd love to connect with you down the road. Maybe yes. once you get that van life going, let's yes, definitely please. do that. Yeah, I would love to to keep in contact because you just, like I said, you both seem like just phenomenal humans. And I like for being sure. connected to phenomenal people. So, um, But thank you both. Uh, best of luck with everything coming up. Thank you. Um, and I just, you know, I hope for nothing but the best for both of you. And I am definitely a, a fan of the channel, and I will I will keep in contact with that for sure. Amazing. So uh, thank you all. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Um, and for everybody out there listening, if this is your first time here, welcome. Um, if you're a returner, welcome back. And regardless of where you're coming from, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and I will catch you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.